0: It's Randall, is welcome to The SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overson. You might better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but i remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty Magic and Morty Mania. Where can you find The SEO Rant? You're currently listening. So you've already found it. mission accomplished. Thank you, George Bush. In reality, you can find it at rant.com. You can find it Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever great podcasts are found. If you don't know where great podcasts are found, or even subpar podcasts are found, just Google, where do I find podcasts? And Google will tell you where to find a podcast. Great. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically on Thursdays each week. Not my full-time job, not my part-time job, not my consulting job, not my any kind of job. So if I don't have time, I don't put out an episode, so it does make sense to subscribe. But in general, new episodes come out every Thursday. This week, we have the Performance Marketing Director at Clicky Media. He's a fellow Brian SEO speaker. Who I don't think I'll get a chance to see his session because I think we're speaking at the same time, which by the time this podcast rolls out, it may have already happened. So that's a weird circle of events. He's Alex Wright. How's it going, man? I'm already yeah, really
1: good. Thanks for having me on. Um yeah. I've been been wanting to get to, to chat to you for a while. So thank you.
0: Yeah, sorry. Like my, my switch jobs, then my calendar got completely screwed up. Then I had a then I realized that we I had a double booking because like my new job had a meeting set up already. And I didn't realize, yeah. oh no. So thank you for being so flexible.
1: Not no problem whatsoever. Like I said, it's been, uh, yeah, been been really exciting to, uh, to be able to come and, and, and join you on this. So yeah, thank you.
0: Awesome. So are you nervous about speaking at Brighton?
1: A little bit. <laughs> um, gonna, gonna be one of the largest crowds I've spoken in front of in person. So, um, yeah. How about you? Are you I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're feeling okay about yours.
0: No, I always feel nervous. I I always, yeah. I always feel nervous. So like what I'm saying, like, is like, yeah, like whatever. I don't worry about like my, my ability to, to speak. I always look at it. Like I used to be a a school teacher in the inner city. So I look at it like, this is way easier than that. Like no one, like no one's going to like try to throw something at me. Like no one's going to try to curse me out afterwards. Like I don't have to create any homework when I'm done with any of this. This is fine. It's always like, I always like try to make sure like, what I'm saying is unique and offer some real value. And then I always, I'm always like, I'm masochistic by nature, self-deprecating by nature. So I'm like, ah, this is not good. So I always have that fear
1: at least that's comforting to know there's a at least you're still getting nervous at, at that level as well um, but yeah I'm yeah I mean no I try one, to no use it does. for the
0: good right like try to make take that anxiety and then like you know, just make this better because maybe it's not good enough but then at a certain point I drive myself neurotically crazy about it
1: yep yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, I, I can yeah I can relate to that for sure
0: <laughs> Anyway so today we're talking about why we're nervous about bright no today we're talking about commercial awareness in SEO and how to prove value to clients. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, so it's um, it's something that I can talk about all day, um, but I'm aware that we haven't got all day. Um, but it's <laughs> I,
0: I I I would love to kill a bunch of my meetings after this. So I'm, no, I'm same. kidding. I can't. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so uh, talking about um, proving value to clients and, and commercial awareness is, is something that's that's quite close to my heart. So uh, obviously, if you're um, working agency side, you have clients that engage with you for a reason they don't engage you because they like company um, obviously that's a bonus if they do um but the, the big thing the reason they engage with you is, is because they want you to have an impact on their business they don't just pour money at you for, for fun um and that's being able to attribute the value of what you do in seo back to, to what you're doing for a client is is really really important to me and i think that it's somewhere something that the industry is starting to adopt um on on, on a larger scale but historically it's been something that I haven't seen as much evidence of as you know as, as we could um, so yeah something that um, I, I tend to do when I first start working with a client is start to understand how their business ticks a little bit so understand where I need to go for the financial information once I understand that so usually it's something like a finance team or, or senior leadership inside a company um, but once you've got access to those people you can start having um having conversations with them around what the success measures are for the business financially and what the targets are over the next 12 months. But ideally, if you've got a good relationship, the next two, three, four, five years, even, um, but understanding what your role is in that is is really important. So your client will have hired you for a specific reason and to, to help you to help them with those success metrics. So you, in the first instance, finding out what those success metrics are and, and how, how you can uh, get, well, basically give value to those is, is really, really important. Um, but that's like the high level first first instance conversation that you should be having with with clients from a commercial perspective, in my opinion. Um, because once you're starting to get to, to talk to them on, on those sort of levels, you can then really grow and expand your relationship with them and, and you're all working towards the same thing. Um, the the worst the worst thing is is having a relationship with a client or, or being on a con, in a contract for three to six months. Um, before you actually say, actually, what 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 are we at, what are we doing? We're, we've we've done some optimization for some keywords. We we've sorted out your site in terms of the technical health of it Or we've done our best to do that. What next? What 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 are we what are we supposed to be doing again? What's what's the next the next thing to to look at? Um, and it always it always comes back to the commercials, particularly when when you are agency a, agency side working with clients. It's always got to come back to that because. Both parties have, have got to make money. So we, you want your client to make money, so they can pay you um, for your services in return.
0: I mean, yeah. So I, I think this is really interesting because, I mean, SEOs in general, like we look, we look at things very linearly. Like we look at okay, ranking, which I think is a total cluster beep of what like, <laughs> the way we look at ranking. The way I think you should actually look at ranking, and this is someone who worked at two different ranking tools, um, is very, very different. However, I feel like even when we look at the commercial side of things. So we'll look at the, okay, like, yeah, we're, we're driving, they want to drive revenue in, in this area. So, okay, I'll focus on that. And that's good. That's already like once better than most people are already doing. But I've found, particularly at bigger companies, is that a lot of the times their commercial goals are also around branding, right? So they want to, it's not just about revenue. First off, like marketing point, it's not just about revenue. Sometimes you need to do things that sort of like open the womb. That's a terrible way to put it that allows people to make the sale, sowing the dirt. I don't know how you want to describe it, but we're, we're, you're not even planting the seed. You're just like, you're opening up the earth so that you can plant the seed, which will eventually grow into a sale. And that's called brand marketing. Um, a lot of the times the goals around brand marketing will, you are going to align with what you're doing because you're helping to create content. So you're yeah, I found so many opportunities for you to rank for this, but we don't want to rank for that. Our entire perception is now around this. So thank you very much for wasting six months and having us pay a lot of money, ranking us for things we actually don't really want to rank for that bring in traffic that we don't actually want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And that branding piece is so, so important. I think that's when you start to work with those bigger businesses who understand that piece, it's, it's really, really valuable. I think there's, there's a lot of people that will see it as binary in the first instance. So they will look at that bottom line, but when you get to that, that level of, okay, we know we're going to get a return on investment initially, but Give us, give us one, two years, and the brand impact we can have will be phenomenal. Um, and it, having, having that level of, of impact on brand also makes things a lot cheaper in the long run as well. Um, yeah. Brand traffic is, is, is cheaper from an ads perspective. It's easier to convert from all channels. Um, so it's, it's a lot easier to, to, yeah, to, to tie commercial value back to in, in the, uh, the long term. But interesting going back to that point you said about wanting to drive um, value in certain areas or wanting to drive visibility in certain areas um, from an SEO perspective. And that's that's something I think is is really really important is understanding those areas, but not just the clients told me that I want to increase visibility for this this type of product, or I want to I want to get more traffic for this particular area of the site. I don't think that's enough. I think that you've got to take that a little step further and, and start to question why. Because is it because it's just a vanity thing because they think they can make a lot of money out of it, or is it because there are specific margins in each range. So I've worked with a lot of businesses where margins differ massively across categories. But that's not a conversation that gets had automatically by clients. No, no one really asks a, a business, you know, where, where are your margins? What's the what's the most profitable part of the business for you? And how can we how can we use that to to our advantage?
0: So yeah, I mean, yeah there's a lot there. I mean, okay, so let's take it back like one step. So you mentioned you're talking to the finance team. So how do you approach this? Like, give me your financials. Yeah, I'm sure it, it has to go like one step beyond that to actually sync up and do a line.
1: Yeah yeah I, I wish it were, yeah, I wish it were that simple. It's just say like, give me everything uh, and I'll decide what I need and what I don't know. Um, but a lot of the time you'll have um, your finance teams or your the overall business will have certain metrics that they track um, that, that basically they they'll, they'll continue to come back to on on a regular basis to understand where we're at in in terms of their overall goals. Um, so I guess the first instance is is sitting with the finance team and saying that you've been hired to to help with the organic visibility of the site, or to basically just go through the brief that you've had um, and ask them how you can how you can work with them on on their goals. Ask them what their particular goals are. So don't just say give me give me all your data. Just say what what are your ambitions? What what do you need to to, to look successful in your role? And then you can start to help them to, to achieve that or work back from those those overall financial figures, because all they'll ever give you is, well, I've I've got to increase operating profit by by X percent or EBITDA has got to improve to, to, to X. Um, so it's it's taking those figures and then understanding how you fit into that as well. Um, but yeah, asking for for them, some of those key metrics that mean the most to them in their role, I think, is, is usually the, the best way to go. Um, and it works across all levels, so uh, I, I tend to try and get some time with finance to understand that. But senior leadership teams and um, marketing roles as well will have different metrics they're targeted on. So it's, it's always worth having those conversations as well, just to make sure that you're aligned at, at different levels.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because there are different people doing a lot of different things with a lot of different goals, especially as the company gets mm-hmm. more and more complex. And yep. definitely seeking up, like where a product team or a marketing team might want to go, are completely different places. And there's completely different SEO needs around that. Mm-hmm. Um, play, like, let's play devil's advocate for one quick second. I'm going to go to a finance team. I'm going to go to a, a C-level. I'm going to go whoever it is marketing. I'm going to say, what are your financial goals? How can I support you? That's a lot of pressure because now I got to start earning money for you. And it's not always so simple because you're really just one cog. Like, for example, I'm ranking you for the keywords, but your CRO sucks. So people are coming. They're seeing like God knows what and the funnel's breaking down. But now it looks bad on me because I promise you revenue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's that's a really good point and, and probably something that you should have that that chat on early on as well is to say we, we can guarantee not guarantee, but we, we can work towards our side of things, but there are conditions to it as well. And it's having that almost that adult conversation in the sense that people must understand that it's it's not just one part, it's it's one part of a whole um, that, that we need to consider. So yeah, something that that i tend to do at the start of contracts is to sit down and say well this is this is what i i can work on but i also need you to commit to this and, and you know sometimes it's as simple as just just different job functions in the company so saying i need you to dedicate x amount of time from your internal team to writing content or making sure that we can get time in in, in schedules for the development or things like that to work on um other elements of, of the site or to, to make sure that we can get things updated and, and optimized from from my perspective um, but also it it's rare at the moment that I ever see just SEO working on a on a client account or, or with a business. I think that we're we'll getting to that point now as, as an industry where people are starting to understand that it's not just about driving traffic or acquiring traffic and driving demand. You've also got to make sure, like you said, that, that there's there's the other element of actually converting that demand. So it's a lot of the stuff that I I feel like I might be a bit lucky or I might I might only have like a. A sort of blinkered of view of, of what goes on but a lot of the, the businesses that I work with tend to yeah t- tend to have that knowledge of, of, of the fact that they do need to, to have more than just traffic
0: I mean, it's really what it's about. It's about like laying it out, working with them. And I think that where agencies in particular get like messed up where I've seen them get a little bit hung up is when they don't communicate, when they don't lay it out, like here's what I need, here's what it's going to take, I can bring you the traffic, but I see I can already see that we're gonna have this problem with say with converting, whatever it is, which is by the way, where SEOs spoke about this in the podcast recently with Jonathan Berthold, where SEOs need to understand CRO at least intuitively because you need to understand like where the limits are going to be, because you need to be able to set the expectation with the business. When you don't lay those things out, where you don't communicate, where you don't even present the problems that you're facing or the, or the failures that you've had. I think that's where clients were like, get very um, down on working with the agency at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, I think that's summed up quite nicely in terms of one of the biggest things that the agencies face in terms of, or one of the biggest challenges that agencies face in terms of working with clients is that, that communication and almost not not taking responsibility as well for for certain things or one side, not taking responsibility for for certain things. So yeah, having that that communication in the first instance, I think is, is just really, really important.
0: Does this like, so like my, I never worked the agency side, but my association having worked with agencies and just my general perception, although a lot of it comes from my partnering with agencies in the past is like, it needs to kind of churn and burn. Right. Maximum input, maximum intake, right, in terms of dollars. Mm-hmm. Not really interested. I know they are. I'm saying this with like you know, tongue in cheek, but not really interested in let's lay this out, let's communicate around this. Let me dive a little deeper into your business goals. I mean, uh, like have a holistic understanding of things, let's align to that, we'll strategically partner together. That doesn't seem to align with my my experience of many, many.
1: Yeah. Not gonna yeah, name I any know. names, agencies. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's something that I've experienced historically for sure, Um, and I think it all depends on the maturity of the agency as well. So there's certain agencies out there that that do do really well at at taking that strategic piece and understanding business goals and working back from that. And they're usually the agencies you see at pitch stage that will talk to client and and put together some sort of value added proposition. So they'll say, this is this is the cost for us per month, and we know your business goals. We know you need to get to this. We can commit to that if you spend this much with us. And therefore, your return on market investment as a whole um, is, is positive. And I think that's something that is missing from a lot of conversations early on with, with agencies and clients is this is the value we're going to drive for your business. Obviously, like like we said, there's there's lots of con- contingencies and caveats to that because you've got to make sure that everyone's on the same page in terms of their own responsibilities. But I think that it, that that's where we're moving as an industry. And I can see a lot of agencies doing it really, really well at the moment.
0: No, that's great i mean i it's almost like a litmus test if you're a client trying to hire an agency if you're an agency listening to this, this is how I would look at it. The more interested the agency is in my actual business, the greater chance I'm actually going to get a return on this, the greater chance i'm going to hire you
1: exactly yeah if if somebody's coming to you and, and telling you they'll drive drive the, some of the softer metrics, obviously something things like visibility will eventually feed um feed revenue on right on the other side if you've got a good conversion rate and if you're driving the right kind of traffic, but if an agency comes to you and says we know that you want to achieve X amount of revenue in the next 12 months. Um, this is how we think you should do it. This is what, what we would propose as, as a cost for our partnership together. And this is going to be the return that you'll get. Um, and yeah, it's it's just so much more powerful to, to say that kind of thing and, and to work with somebody on that basis because everyone knows where we need to get to. Um, and it, it's just, yeah, it's just so much so much easier as well to communicate on that continuously.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, your chances for success is that much higher. Like, seen so many times where you, what you hear back, I'm like, yeah, okay, we did X, Y, and Z with the with this site. I'm like, yeah, okay, obviously that's what you're supposed to do. It's a generic thing, but like, what did you do that uniquely applies to this site? Yeah, we had created content clusters. Oh, yeah, okay, good idea. For the most part, I have a whole thing about like why content clusters don't work and what you should be doing instead, which is very similar to content clusters, but that's a different podcast episode but like what are you uniquely doing for like the circumstances this particular site is facing because i think like that's where you get into like really some unique and really innovative seo otherwise it's like yeah all right yeah we optimize this I and mean, we look at other images and of course you've
1: you got me conjuring up images of like checklists and things like that that's yeah that's me, yeah give me the shivers a little bit um
0: but yeah but, but i mean basically like I, i've done like a bunch of like um like judging for like the you know, seo like Whatever things and like you, they're like they're all the same. All the answers are the same. If you're listening, like this is if you want to win one of these awards, like here's the the tip. Like, not that I think winning one of these awards is a, is a thing. It's always the same cookie cutter thing, and no one ever actually talks about the context of whether they're an agency or a consultant or a freelancer, their client. Like my client was in this position. This was unique to them because of this, not just like yeah, they're not ranking for these kind of keywords. Like yeah, everyone doesn't rank for these kind of keywords. Here's what we did because of it here's the unique thing we had to do. Here's the unique result that we got because of it. Like that already tells me like, this is like actual, like not, you're not doing SEO, you're helping businesses.
1: Yeah, that, that's, and that's the, hopefully where we can get to as an industry in, in the next in the next few years is, is to, to have that, that level of, of strategic thought from an SEO perspective.
0: I hope, because we're still dealing with like, how do I write content for Google? Write for users, Right for users. <laughs> right for users. Please. although we're getting there. it's getting there a little mm-hmm. bit. So maybe yeah. maybe we are sort of focus on users in some kind of way, shape or form. that'd be nice.
1: Oh that's that's the dream. Um, right.
0: That's but- like you know <laughs> mar- real marketers, I'm sorry, they didn't come out right. Real marketers have been looking at this like yeah, of course we're trying to understand our users and provide for our users. I mean you've been talking to a surgeon this whole time? Oh, that's weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <In the
1: end. laughs> but yeah. So just just have yeah having that that level of of sort of insight in, in like you said that unique proposition to business in in the sense that we we know exactly where we need to focus, we know what your your unique situation is and, and how we can solve that um and this this is the impact we expect to have is yeah it, it's just something that that I find really really powerful um and something else is like a bit of a tip if you ever put in that that sort of conversation together is understand a bit about the business as well, so you can like I said, you can look at like margins and things like that across product ranges. If you work in e-commerce and it's fast fashion, for example, you got to take into account return rates as well. Because if you tell them, oh, "I'm going to get you a, a three to three or four to one um, return on market investment for our activity," and you're not factoring, and that's gross, and you're not factoring in, you know, return rates and things like that. That that's getting wiped out pretty quickly. So About a
0: million percent, you have to understand the business. You can't like it's like understanding the numbers doesn't make any sense unless you actually understand like the context of the business. But
1: yeah, and you would think. I mean, there's there's so many arguments as well for, for whether you speak to people on a return on market investment from a gross or a net perspective as well. And that's a conversation yeah. that I I still struggle with at this point because I'm always of the the sort of net opinion because people but it depends on, on what's on what takes gross to net and, and that sort of stuff. So that's
0: right. That's a good point. Um, well, gross to net based upon like what well, you can't consider the entire gross to net, can you? Because like that's not wow, good for you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a
1: headache. That's um, a headache, it's right there. But it, it's definitely something that you should be considering when you're talking to businesses like that. And and obviously I'm kind of going at it at the moment from an e-commerce perspective. A lot of the brands that I work with are DTC e com um when it turns to lead gen, that becomes a lot more difficult to track commercially. Yeah. So if you do work with lead gen lead gen clients, um and this, you have to be able to track all the way through as well. So yeah, from, the attribution SEO, is impossible. It's
0: impossible. Yeah. It's and, getting
1: and harder. Unless you're lucky enough to work with Salesforce and have um, sort of the, the advanced or GA 360, which is, that, that, that'd be nice. That's cool. Um, if you've got some spare change available, I believe it's only between 150 and 200 K a year. So that's that's yeah, no big deal. worth it. Worth yeah. it to be after the leads.
0: Pennies, pennies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that happy note, where can people find you? Um,
1: So I'm on Twitter. It's at righty with the double underscore after it. Um, and then if you search me on LinkedIn, uh, should Alex right on LinkedIn, you, sh- you should be able to find me as well.
0: And on TikTok? Not TikTok. <laughs> I always ask that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the world like hell is freezing over. For hell is freezing, freezing over. I got it out. When I get on TikTok, if I ever get on TikTok.
1: I, I think I would waste an abhorrent amount of time on it if I spent any time,
0: any time on it. I don't know. I, my line is like, I don't know how to dance nor fall downstairs. So like I'm not built for TikTok. Uh,
1: I'm, I'd just be a lurker, <laughs> not a poster. I would just be scrolling <laughs> through the
0: feed. My sister said, it looks hilarious. I'm just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I yeah. can't bring myself to do it. Well, on that happy note, thank you for listening. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically on Thursdays, check it out. Where can you find the SEO rant? Wherever you found it this time, but wherever you find podcasts, don't know where to find podcasts, Google it, bing it, duck, duck go it, whatever you'll find where you can find podcasts. Thank you again, Alex, for coming on. Really, this is a great topic. Really appreciate it. And uh, doodles. Thank you for having me anytime. Bye-bye.